Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 5.33 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you this afternoon as Bob and the Oilers fly from uh, Palm Springs, Palm Desert area into Orange County. The Ducks await 8 p.m. puck drop tomorrow on 6.30, Chad, and that is the front half of uh, a doubleheader for Edmonton, meaning that Calvin Pickard will get the start in goal. You expect Stuart Skinner to uh, play the second half of that on Saturday night, Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Yeah, I guess we better refer back to the script. It's been a, it's been a couple days. Okay, you got to forgive me. My mind's been elsewhere. We're talking about it. Some guests of the show do receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Tell uh, Chris and Chef Eltoff that Oilers now sent you. Pleased to be joined as we are every Thursday by Ron McLean from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton. Every day, game day at Century uh, Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino, 131st Avenue and Fort Road in Edmonton. Ron, appreciate you jumping aboard. How's it going tonight? Congratulations to you and Sierra. I, Thank you. Uh, I have to say, with Bob being away, the last two nights, as you know, Reed covered off last night and mm-hmm. he had Elliot Treven on. And you know, Elliot was shaving in the middle of the show. I don't know. You just got in at midnight, so you probably have no idea. Uh, that's right. <laughs> first time in history a guy's been on the air while shaving, which is the most bizarre show ever, but a good one. And then tonight, I get the news that you're engaged, and that's fantastic. And let me tell you, I'll give you my advice later if you ask for it. But mm-hmm. um, I got engaged in 1981. So Carrie and I started dating in Red Deer uh, June 22nd, 1970. So 46 years ago, we've been together a long time. And then we got engaged in 81 on June the 22nd. Anyway, uh, we pro- I proposed. It doesn't sound like yours. Yours sounds like Tyson Berry's wedding in Victoria. Uh, <laughs> but mine was very humble. Uh, I had a, a little ring from People's Jewelers. The diamond was the size of the diamond on your needle on a turntable. Just the tiniest little thing. That's all I could afford. And I proposed at the Keg restaurant, which was kind of mm. swish by Red Deer standards. I went down and we had steak and at the end of the dinner 
nothing too uh, lavish. I reached under the table and tapped Carrie on the leg and handed her the ring box. And at that exact dramatic moment, one of my buddies I played high school football with, Joe McKenzie, came up. He was a waiter at the keg but hadn't been working on our table. But he came over at that most inopportune time to screw up the whole romance of the occasion. And uh, we talked about football for, I don't know, 10 minutes before I could finally get back to, here's Carrie holding the ring, knowing what it's about. Uh, And so you, um, on the flip side, like a staircase to uh, a garden of flowers would go on. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty fortunate uh, just to have access to a nice property down there in Arizona. So I had it set up with some flowers and candles heading up to the uh, rooftop of this and popped down to a knee and, and I tried as best I could to keep it together and was crying several minutes before she made her way up the stairs. I've got to humbly admit that. So uh, it was Ron, it honestly went off with a a hitch and we even got a nice Arizona sunset in the background of it all so hopefully it's all a great omen yeah congratulations there's Thank nothing you. like it and and my my advice uh, would be very simple you know communications everything but yes. uh, when when Sierra suggests a vacation don't when you arrive say you know well does it doesn't it have a gym or doesn't it have this or you know whatever <laughs> Sierra recommends for a holiday you know don't chime in when you get there uh, that's the no-no that I, I learned kind of the hard way early on is that I, I compared Carrie's first booking to my previous years booking mm-hmm. and I I might have made a comment that uh, had me in hot water for close to two years but well, we made it through <laughs> good uh, I am uh, learning vicariously through all experiences now and uh, I'll tell you what, I think the Oilers had some learning to do in that game that they were very much involved in uh, in Vegas, Ron. I thought they were right in the thick of it. And, and this rivalry to me is it's pretty premium. I think this is Edmonton's ultimate rival at this stage of the game. We can all concede that. I mentioned earlier, I love that it has nothing to do with geography and just everything to do with the emotion that has come up from the last couple of playoff series and and uh, everything surrounding that. So yeah, it had to be Vegas to end the streak. And I think that there's something about that that later on might actually be an, enough of a burr under the saddle to be a difference-making factor. What do you think about that? Well, I agree with a lot of the things uh, that you pointed out. One, that that's uh, you know, a little humble pie at the right time of the year is never a bad thing. Uh, I do, however, uh, I think a lot of things. I, 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 everybody said Hill won the game. You know, The Oilers did outchance him by a large margin. Uh, it wasn't like they had a bad performance. I thought Luke Gazdick was right at the first intermission when he said neither team really had its legs. I think the delay, it reminded me a little bit for Skinner of what uh, Jaguar experienced in 2003. He won the Conn Smythe, but he wasn't really the same guy against New Jersey in the final that he'd been. First three rounds, you couldn't get anything by him. And then he had an 11-day break going into the biggest you know, moment of his year. And I don't think it was easy for him. And I felt, I don't know if you did, but I felt Stewart, you know, a few times balance issues, locating puck issues. It just felt like a guy who had the most to lose by having a lengthy break before this, you know, kind of a Super Bowl atmosphere game. And Hill, on the other hand, didn't have that pressure. So uh, that's why I would say it's not a level playing field when you compare the the two goaltenders after a delay. Uh, and then, and I felt that, uh, you know, Scott Stevens, always Brendan, he he didn't care which game the Devils lost during the regular season except for the one in Detroit. It was the one game uh, that he went ballistic if they lost to the Detroit Red Wings because that was their litmus test. That was their arch rival, just the way Toronto is trying to get you know through Boston or Tampa over here. 
you're right. Edmonton has kind of set themselves up as uh, if they're going to slay the dragon the way the Canucks did Chicago, it's going to be Vegas. So it would not. That's why McDavid was ha- unhappy at the end. And the, and the last thing I'll say is I don't know if you saw the shot again. You're in the middle of the Bachelor down there, but um, mm-hmm. you know when uh, they shot Bruce Cassidy on the bench about six minutes into the game. Honestly, it looked like his blood pressure was 300 over 200. You could tell how important that game was to Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, they may never have said it, but they looked at it the way Scott Stevens used to look at Detroit. So it was a it was a humble pie moment, and maybe you know uh, that's a good thing to go along with what you said. Yeah, chatting with Ron McLean right now for our friends at Century Casino Edmonton, and uh, the timing of this, they haven't spent the bullets on the trade market quite yet, and and you've got to give credit to Ken Holland for, and we've said this a few times in recent weeks, but for not jumping at the first opportunity to uh, to to spend and. And now they're in a situation where they went on an incredible run, solidified where they are in the standings right now and have a bit of a cushion at this point and, and get to be selective about where they're adding. And really, I think just about anybody you listen to, Ron, could give you a different opinion about what would be the best addition for Edmonton to make. Uh, when you look at this team, can you decide between a forward and a defenseman on, on what Not might be really. the best no, need? I mean, you, you, you always need 25 or 26 players. You know, to go the distance, that's the one thing. Depth uh, is really advantageous. So, I mean, when I when I say to myself, well, I'd like to see maybe a, uh, an intimidation or toughness uh, factor on the lower six lines, to, because that, that will play a role come playoff time. But Kane can give you that, and, uh, you know, maybe Perry can give you that. So I think they've got that. Uh, I think the, the defensive work, again, it was basically a 2-1 game. Um, they continue to allow just one or two goals every game. Their their defensive structure, their you know, Nurse was tremendous in this game, and I, I'm really really amazed at how uh, well Paul Coffey's got Darnell playing. And uh, Evan Bouchard wasn't his finest hour, but it wasn't by any stretch horrible either. I just think the defense is is at a place where if they don't add, it wouldn't bother me. And then it's up to uh, Skinner. You know that that I I don't know if you bring in a you know Calvin Pickard's a vet, so I think he's a nice calming presence on Stewart. So to be honest, you know I hear the Gensel, I hear lots of just you know I didn't. By the way, I just had to walk my dog. I came out of the city at a book launch uh, for Chief Stacy Laform down here, so I, I missed uh, Frank's uh, hit here. I can catch it later, but uh, you know that's that's out there Gensel to Edmonton. I don't know if he touched on that, but I I honestly don't see a real need to change the dynamic. I think the team looks like they're now going to tinker with their lines, allow players to play with each other on different combinations for a few days now that they've bought themselves some space in the standings. Uh, And then I just think, uh, look at what won your 16 games and dance with that. Gensel certainly a premier name for any team out there, and that's one we'll have to ask Frank about. He's coming up right here after the six o'clock news, Ron. Oh, so sorry, we'll, I, I we'll, got the order wrong. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, it's a good, good thing that we'll put on our radar, no doubt. On the radar of all hockey fans was a really positive vibe at All Star Weekend. It seems, uh, by all accounts, Ron, and I know you were right in the thick of it. Like, yeah. like they smashed it out of the park with the skills competition. Uh, the draft seemed like a lot of fun, you know. There was there was a lot of things that made this refreshing. Is that the appropriate word to use? For sure. Well, I think I think there was a 
the celebrity captains were amazing and uh, gave you know star power something the NHL had been trying with all their you know comedic routines during the skills in previous years that flopped. This time, you know, Bieber going on the ice in the warm up. I mean, that worked uh, even at the All Star on the game itself Saturday. Everything that those captains brought was tremendous. And then after that, it reverted to the game itself. Connor, you know, kind of asked the commissioner and the NHL, let's let's go back to showcasing what it is that we're good at. We're not actors. We're we're hockey players, and we're good at that. And let's showcase it. And it was honestly, especially on the day of the games themselves. I watch McDavid. Uh, you don't always get the chance to see him live, right? And uh, I'm used to seeing him fly forwards. But because Pasternak and Dreisaitl were often F1, F2, he was usually the defenseman on the trio. <laughs> and, oh, my God, he can skate backwards. His, his edge work was just unbelievable skating backwards. And I've always said, Brendan, you know, when people ask about why hockey – you know, Michael Jordan didn't go backwards. You can't cycle backwards. You can't, there's very few sports you do backwards, but skating is one thing that it's, you know, in fact, it's at its zenith in figure skating when you're going backwards. All the jumps except the axle, axle are conducted backwards. So to see him skate the way he skated backwards, you know, after having already won the million dollars the day before, that, that really jumped out at me, and I was grateful that he was able to have the year of the NHL and, uh, and sort of treat it as what it is, a sport, uh, as opposed to showbiz. Yeah. And, be that. Well, to me, there's no doubt that the, Connor wasn't financially motivated necessarily by that. This is a guy no. with endorsements and, and contract money and the rest of it. But he is such a competitor. And to me, the competitive spirit is obviously what's been lacking in the All-Star festivities yes. for a while now. And here we have a, a complete injection of that in a really good location, no less. It, it's not like this kicked off in... in in uh, southern Florida, this is the place that is often referred to as the center of the hockey universe. And that's even on the Thursday when I was help- helping out with the Leaf 67 NHL Alumni Man of the Year. You know, it was nice to see Glenn Healy excited and to see Adam Graves, you know, drop me a phone call to say how excited he was. And he was there. Um, but all, all, you know, Brian Trottier and uh, Kelly Chase came back after two rounds of chemo to make sure he was part of that ceremony for Dave Keon and Brian Conacher and Mike Walton and Pete Stemkowski and Bob Pulford. And, you know, that gave you uh, just a reminder of, you know, we come from a rich tradition and the chase for the Stanley Cup is meaningful. That was sort of interspersed uh, with the fun of the draft and the showcasing of the future, which is, of course, the PWHL with their three-on-three. Let's talk a little bit about the early returns here. I know we're we're kind of bouncing back to the trade uh, idea. Not with the Oilers, though. Let's talk about the blockbuster that we can watch some early returns on already, and that is Elias Lindholm, Andre Kuzmenko, each in a new home, Calgary and Vancouver, both seeming to benefit from this transaction already. And it is early, but... uh, what do you make of that uh, deal for both sides? Well, for the Canucks, uh, it, it obviously gives them the luxury of loading up the top line, much the way uh, Chris Knobloch could uh, get away with. When Dreisaitl was playing with Fogel and McLeod, I thought, you know, wow, that's a, that's a tremendous second line. And uh, then you have Nugent uh, Hopkins, who could go back to center on a third line if you wanted to, but you could have him with McDavid and Hyman. You got so many luxuries already in Edmonton that that's what Vancouver was missing. They, they had, because Brandon Sutter never came back from his uh, post-COVID, um, they, were, they were a little bit thin on uh, the third line center position, which through the years has been pretty much the the tipping point in every playoff Stanley Cup victory, whether it was Nick Benino for the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Sammy Paulson for Brian Burke's Ducks in 2007, uh, definitely the uh, 
Tampa Bay Lightning went out and got Goodrow and Coleman to give themselves a third line with Yanni Gord. Those are the lines that are going to win you the cup. So uh, that's what Lindholm represents for Vancouver. And Kuzmenko, uh, I give Sam Cosentino credit on our broadcast, whatever night it was. He said, maybe this will be good for Huberto. And so far, as you say, it's mm-hmm. early returns and hard to put a ton of stock into these first games after 10 days off, yeah. uh, you know, vacations and all of that. Uh, but Lindholm did what he does best. His eye-hand coordination is superior. He won draws, blocked a shot at a key moment. And Kuzmenko did make Huberto look really good in that game. And I think Monaghan will make Winnipeg, you know, look really good too. Shifley's back now. And uh, by the way, I just was watching uh, Vancouver's losing 2 nothing to the Boston Bruins. And Louis de uh, he just got tangled up with Tyler Myers. So it was kind of funny. It was like Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, he didn't mean to hurt him, but he kind of roughed up uh, Tyler Myers. So Louis <laughs> could be proud of that one. Bruins are leading. He's, he's taking out the tallest guy in the forest. You said Louis out of the gate. So I'm picturing the big man in there with uh, with Tyler Myers. Jake's tangled up with Tyler Myers, right? Sorry, yes. <laughs> That's, yeah. That paints They're a different imagery. <laughs> but yes, Canucks down two. And then uh, we've got the Flames at the Devils as previously mentioned they're tied at one uh, at the end of the first Ron uh, finally I just want to get your comments on on some international hockey that we know we can almost reach out and grab it's it's been signed off on it's a four nations cup I think that makes the most sense right now for a lot of reasons but for me the biggest thing is just we're, we're we had been missing a generation essentially worth of international hockey on display for fans and here we go uh, putting it back on display I think is fantastic needless to say yeah, and, and as we all sort of put out our ghost rosters for uh, the four and eight, I would have liked to have seen them go to six. I, I, I guess, you know, they can tell us that, you know, in, in order to expedite the process, they had to, to resolve to go with just uh, the four. I, I would love Slovakia and Czech to have been a part of it, and I know that leaves Leon out. Uh, or maybe a, a North America again, because I did enjoy that in 2016 when they did a, a, a Team Europe and a Team North America under 23s. A way to get everybody involved would have been to my tastes better but uh we'll take it and as you say uh, again the dressing rooms at the all-star weekend to see crosby sitting with mckinnon to his uh left and tom wilson to his right and then tom wilson started to pop up on ghost rosters and that's not a bad consideration right those are you know once you've been to an all-star game it's incredible what that does to your confidence uh, to be part of uh, the best of the best as opposed to the best on best so excited that it's happening and really excited about the olympic involvement that's uh it it should have always been the you know case covid obviously got us the last time around so that's uh for connor you know i I remember a dear friend of mine is brad richards and when he made the torino team in 2006 the the pride of uh that for him and for his family uh, was off the charts so it's a it's a very exciting development that they're back Ron, always appreciate your time so much, and and thank you for your kind words uh, about the engagement yeah, over here. Yeah, it's really thank wonderful you so for you both. Uh, Sarah's, uh, you're lucky, and so she. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. Ron McLean joins us for Century Casino Edmonton. We'll bid him adieu. I will remind you that you can join New West Travel on an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April. Watch the Oilers and the Stars go at it. That could be a pretty important game when you think about a couple of big playoff clubs there at that juncture of the season too. New West Travel Package includes airfare, four nights in a deluxe hotel, a great game ticket as always, and a reception with Bob and special guests. Complete your trip, if you so choose, with an optional AT&T Stadium Tour 
and an American League baseball game. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Call New West Travel today or visit them at newwesttravel.com. It's 5.52. We'll get to a break. Back with the Oilers Now Injury Report. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Lots to talk about after the 6 o'clock news with Frank Saravalli coming up for uh, Daily Face or from Daily Face Off for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Uh, He is going to jump on a day early. Of course, our usual Friday guest, but uh, needed a switch. Louie is usually pretty flexible. So away we go. We'll have a heavy, heavy edition of the show tomorrow on a throwback Friday. Try and wrangle George LaRock for Conlon Motorsports and then uh, Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel. Now, I promised you an injury report brought to you all season long uh, by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. The Oilers unscathed. Knock on wood. Just just keep that going as long as you can. And hopefully they don't get bit at the wrong time of the year. Anaheim, uh, not the same situation. Trevor Zegras dealing with a broken ankle. Uh, he is out six to eight weeks, so not a factor. Neither is uh, Pavel Minchikov, who is their rookie Russian sensation defenseman. He's really broken onto the scene this year, but uh, he's got a shoulder injury. He's on the sideline. So too is Alex Kalorn, killer as they call them in Tampa such an imperative part of all those Stanley Cup runs or the run all those Stanley Cups Uh, but he's out recovering from left knee surgery and Max Jones is on the injured reserve as well so a little bit depleted and again Edmonton uh, will be in there at full strength that is for James H. Brown injury lawyers 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line at the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, 
or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. I think this is uh, Chafes that has texted us. He says, just a thought after a few days to process the Vegas loss. Not to be doom and gloom, but I don't really care about the 16-game win streak. This was a big game in our division that was like a playoff atmosphere, meant something to both teams. This, in my opinion, was a real chance for this team to send a message. Vegas was down three of their top players, that is true. No Theodore, no Jack Eichel. The Oilers were completely healthy and once again couldn't get it done. Is that concerning or is it just chafes? personally would have rather lost the streak to Anaheim of course now of course you would have rather lost it to anybody else than Vegas Vegas is is the kryptonite to Edmonton right now but I think that the silver lining in that is when you look at the demeanor and how much McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nurse all hate to lose to these guys when they meet in mid-May that means something to me so maybe I'm hanging my hat on something silly and, and you can decide that but I really believe that it's it's frustrating to see the loss happen at this time but to me this will help them identify where they need to add and specifically what they need to add to try and get past Vegas which is the bar right now Edmonton wants to be the bar Vegas is the bar who might they add? Well, we're going to ask that question of Daily Faceoffs Frank Saravalli after Thomas Dias brings you the 6 o'clock news.